The Canadian press pretend to be the arbiters of truth, the legacy media lean in to defend Maria Monsef, and the Toronto Star sends a pathological message on its front page. It's Fake News Friday. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show. Hi everyone, happy Friday. It is Friday, so we are going to do Fake News Friday where we run through the legacy media and point out how fraudulent they are, how much they lie, how they push misinformation, and how you just cannot trust them. So we're gonna start with this Canadian press report, the sort of theme of the week, being pushed by the Liberals and being picked up, of course, by the mainstream media, the legacy media, is that Aaron O'Toole supports more private delivery within our universal healthcare system. The Liberals put out that doctored, manipulated video early in the week. And because of that, because Twitter slapped that label saying it was manipulated, we saw a lot of mainstream media covering for the Liberals and pushing their views. So what does CP, what does the Canadian press decide to fact check? Instead of fact checking the Liberals who were caught pushing misinformation on Twitter, instead of fact-checking them and their partisan spin that has been exposed as being untrue. Instead, the CP acts like good little journalists doing what the liberals want, doing the liberals' dirty work, and goes ahead and fact-checks the accusation against Aaron O'Toole, which is that he wants to privatize healthcare. So we saw this report go throughout the Canadian press is the wire service, so their reports go throughout the legacy media in newspapers across the country. It was featured in the Toronto Star and many, many other publications. So this is this is this is taking fact checking to the next extreme because the Canadian press, instead of just calling it a fact check, they call it a truth test. A truth test because they want you to believe that they are the arbiters of truth. Whatever they determine to be true is the truth. And so let's go through this truth test, this fact check that the CP has done against Aaron O'Toole. So it says this, the truth test is a project of the Canadian press that examines the accuracy of statements made by politicians. Each claim is researched and analyzed to provide Canadians with facts instead of spin. Okay, so we are being told that these are facts and this is not spin. And so the statement that they're looking at is Aaron O'Toole saying, I support a public and universal system full stop. So it gives a bit of background of the whole uh, liberal pushing manipulated media issue and how Aaron O'Toole has responded. Now let's go down to the analysis part because this is where we're told that we're going to get the truth, that we're going to get facts and not spin. Interestingly, this is what it says. The issue comes down to the question of whether more private, for-profit health services can be offered without undermining Canada's universal public health care system. Advocates for a universal public system say it can't. Okay, so we're told that we're getting facts here, not spin. We're told that we're getting the truth. And yet the entire analysis is rested upon advocates for universal public system. So these are advocates. These are people who do activism. This isn't the truth. This is an objective. This is a subjective opinion of people who are activists and advocates for the current status quo public system. Okay, let's read a little bit from what these activists say. So here we have an activist doctor from an organization called Canadian Doctors for Medicare. So we know exactly where this person will stand. And this is what the doctor says. She says, I would say that introducing more private pay into the healthcare system undermines our universal public healthcare, regardless of whether or not you're saying you're going to allow for universal access. 
using our limited resources to serve a select few patients who can actually afford to pay privately leaves less resources for everyone else in the system and worsens things off for the vast majority of Canadians. So we found a doctor here that basically agrees exactly with the liberal talking points and d dumbs us all down to like the very narrow understanding of Canadian healthcare. As I talked about on the show yesterday, we know that more than half of the Canadian healthcare system is delivered privately and Canadians pay either out of pocket or through private insurance more than more than half 55% and that's looking at everything from prescription drugs to dentistry to going to see an eye doctor to long-term care facilities so Overall, most of our healthcare is already private. What they're talking about when they talk about this universal public care is a very narrowly defined few areas of, of healthcare, mainly going to a hospital or seeing a family practitioner doctor. Those are, those are the two main areas that are public. And this doctor is saying, if you introduce more private delivery into these, it will hurt everyone, which again, is exactly the liberal position. And she goes on to make this point. She says, we have a limited number of doctors, nurses, healthcare professionals in Canada. So when you create these private clinics, you're not actually taking pressure off the public system. You're taking professionals away from the public system, which leads to longer wait times in the public system, which is the point of access for far more Canadians. Now, again, this is a very limited way of thinking about healthcare because the idea is that we only have a set number of doctors and if you start allowing for private delivery, uh, those doctors will go over to that system making the public system more crunch. This isn't even true though. Just think about how many Canadians go abroad. They go to the United States, they go to other countries where they can actually make more money. There are tons of very talented doctors that move down to the US for that exact reason. So presumably if there were more opportunities, more options in Canada to make money, to, to do more services in Canada, many of those doctors would come back. Also, Canada is a country of immigration. There are so many people that want to come to Canada. There are so many people who are qualified medical professionals, doctors, nurses, who come to Canada and can't practice because of our ridiculous system of credentials. So this idea that we sort of have like a zero sum game of healthcare professionals and anyone who moves to the private sector leaves the public sector with fewer resources is just untrue. It's just not the case. So what, what we're really seeing here is spin from healthcare professionals who are advocates for one certain position, which happens to be a position that goes against what the conservatives are advocating for and aligns with what the liberals are advocating for. So I, I don't understand how this is a fact check. I don't understand how this is a truth test as the Canadian press are reporting it because really what I'm seeing here is just opinions from doctors. Now let's keep reading because we have even more opinions from doctors coming in. So next we hear from another individual named Stephen Staples, who is the National Director of Policy and Advocacy for the Canadian Health Coalition. And again, he just criticizes the conservative position. He says, by increasing for-profit players in the healthcare system, you create a two-tier system, which is, again, the very partisan, very narrow, limited, liberal attack line. That's what we heard Justin Trudeau saying all week. That's what we heard Christia Freeland saying all week. And here we go. The Canadian press has just found two people who are healthcare activists, healthcare advocates, who make the exact same point as the liberals and we're again supposed to believe that this is truth and so this is how the article concludes it says conclusion o'toole has not explained how his support for allowing more private for-profit medical services squares with his assertion that he fully supports universal public health care public health care advocates say he can't have it both ways this report totally omits the fact that 
O'Toole has actually pledged more money than the liberals to go towards public universal health care, or just the idea that we're talking about increasing the amount of money in healthcare, both on the private side and the public universal side. So CP just basically runs an opinion piece about how they agree with the liberals and then brand it as a truth test. And unbelievable, but this is exactly what you expect from the legacy media. Now, speaking of the legacy media carrying water for liberals, especially when liberals make mistakes and make gaffes and embarrass themselves, let's talk about the story of Mariam Monsef, the Minister for the Status of Women in the Trudeau government, member of parliament who's running as a liberal candidate in the this election out in Peterborough. Well, earlier this week, she was talking to the Taliban and she called them our brothers, our brothers, the Taliban. It was perhaps the stupidest thing that I've ever seen a Canadian politician say, the most embarrassing and absolutely despicable thing that a Canadian government official could say on the world stage, speaking to Canadian journalists, but also apparently speaking directly to the Taliban, calling them our brothers. It was absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. And yet, and yet, we saw many, many journalists jump in to defend Maria Monsef and say that what she was doing was actually great. So here we have an individual named Mark McKinnon. He is a senior international correspondent for the Globe and Mail based in London. And this is what he writes. He says, Dear Canada, Maryam Monsef decided to make a plea directly to the Taliban, calling on them to allow safe passage to the airport. She's using the language that she, as an Afghan Canadian, feels would be most effective. Can we do the politics and point scoring later? Well, first of all, no, because we're in the middle of an election, an election that the Liberals decided to trigger, the Liberals decided to call, and here we have a Liberal cabinet minister calling one of the most despicable terrorist organizations on Earth, on planet Earth, our brothers. So yes, this is about politics, and unfortunately, during pol- during an election, you're going to see point scoring. So we can't all of a sudden say, let's just rise above the partisan fray in the middle of an election that the Liberals triggered. Next, this idea that somehow Maria Monsef was doing this brilliant game of diplomacy by talking to the Taliban and using friendly language and calling them our brothers, like that will make them listen. I've got news for Mark McKinnon, apparently a very senior international correspondent. Perhaps he would know that the Taliban have absolutely no regard for women, especially Western women. They are not going to listen to anything a woman says. They're not going to listen to anything a Western woman says, like Maria Monsef. They're not going to listen to anything a woman who is not wearing a hijab says. So here we have Maria Monsef, a Western cabinet minister for a liberal government in Canada. She's a woman. She's not wearing a hijab. She's speaking in English and she's speaking on Canadian television. The Taliban are not going to respond to that. The Taliban aren't even paying attention. And if they were, they would just laugh at the idea of a woman trying to tell her what to do. So no, that is not good insight over at the Globe and Mail. That is just blatant partisanship defending the liberals. And of course, not alone. Here we have Dale Smith from the Parliamentary Press Gallery, a freelance journalist. Of course, he's saying context matters, everybody, because Maryam Monsef constantly refers to people in Afghanistan as her brothers. So that makes it all okay. Apparently, that makes it all okay for Maryam Monsef to call the Taliban our brothers. And now we have Stephen Marr, another freelance reporter and a frequent writer in McLean's. He says, this is unfortunate language for her to use, but I don't have much appetite for the ginned up outrage. You think she's a Taliban sympathizer? No way, she's not. 
no, nobody thinks she's a Taliban sympathizer. No one thinks that she's saying our brothers as if she's part of the Taliban. We think that she is making a huge mistake by equating the Taliban as an ally, as a friend, speaking as a Canadian government official. That is not okay. She's not speaking in her private life. She's not speaking as an Afghan refugee or a Muslim woman. She's speaking in her capacity as a government official, and she's saying our brothers to the Taliban. So no, we're not saying that she's part of the Taliban, but we're saying that she's using despicable language to refer to a terrorist organization. And next we have a CBC reporter who tweeted in French. She's from Radio Canada, which is the French language part of the CBC. And she says this, this is translated into English. The Taliban call the Afghan women whom they beat and denigrate our sisters. It is in the language, nothing else. And yes, there are women who speak to the Taliban. Uh, okay, uh, that, that's very delusional take. And if there are a few women that speak to the Taliban, maybe as intermediaries, they're not giving advice. The Taliban do not listen to women. The Taliban do not respect women, which is why we see the situation going back to the dark ages with the Taliban in charge. They don't believe in women's rights. They don't believe in women's education. They don't believe in basic decency and any kind of kind treatment towards women. So this whole idea, that the Taliban are going to listen to Mariam Monsef. Okay, good luck with that. All right, one more story that I want to cover, and it's mostly because I've never seen a front page of a newspaper with such a despicable message. So this was the front page of the Toronto Star on Thursday, and when I read it, I just really couldn't believe what I was reading. The boldened part of the front page here says, I have no empathy left for the willfully unvaccinated. Let them die. I honestly don't care if they die from COVID, not even a little bit. Unvaccinated patients do not deserve ICU beds. So here we have the Toronto Star, the left-wing newspaper of the city of Toronto, probably the most left-wing newspaper in the country. And they are openly advocating the idea that if you're not vaccinated, you deserve to die. Now, usually the left-wing parties, the left-wing people are the ones who are the advocates for kindness and empathy and love and, and all these things. And yet when it comes to this debate over vaccines and how we're going to get past COVID, all of a sudden, the whole idea is that they have no empathy. The story that this front page was based on was an entire story about empathy and how we're just not seeing a lot of empathy between the two camps, between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. But pushing this message, I, I'm not even sure sure who this is a quote for. I read the entire piece and I'm not sure who is saying this, this thing that was written on the front page. I have no empathy for the willfully unvaccinated, let them die. From best I can tell, it's just the author taking things from Twitter, pulling things off of Twitter, and they decided that they were going to put that on the front page. This is the most heartless thing perhaps ever written on a front page of a newspaper in Canada. And it's interesting. So over at True North, we broke this story this week that the CBC has instructed their own employees that getting vaccinated is their choice, that it is a personal choice, and they will not implement mandatory vaccines at this time. Interesting because they're pushing forward this partisan liberal campaign message and this wedge issue that Justin Trudeau has brought forth saying that we must have mandatory vaccines and that is the liberal path towards victory. So the CBC again is carrying water for 
Trudeau in advocating this position, but they don't practice what they preach because they're not making it mandatory at the CBC. True North has also reached out to the Toronto Star regarding their vaccination policy, but we have not yet seen a response. This is getting into very dangerous, dicey territory, we as a country, where we have divided our country into the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, the we versus them, and we see the two sides being pitted against each other. Here we have a mainstream media organization, the Toronto Star, on their very front page, pushing this insanely, insanely heartless, cruel message. This, this is a country we live in, a country we live in where we just shrug our shoulders and say, you deserve to die if you don't make the exact same medical choice that I do. I think that is an incredibly sad reflection on the country and even worse, a sad reflection on the mainstream media. Shame on the Toronto Star for putting out a despicable headline. All right, that's it for me, everyone. Have a great weekend. We'll be back next week. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show.